0: Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver, and this is our second part with Father Doug Grandin, priest from St. Vincent de Paul here in Denver, talking about the priest scandal. And we kind of left off talking about what was going on, the silence of the bishops, and you know what can be done. But I'd like to pick this second part up with the fact that. There are a lot of investigations going on with other uh, archdioceses. Um, matter of fact, I know Archbishop Carlson of St. Louis specifically asked to have his parish looked at or his, actually his, his diocese looked at by the attorney general uh, in St. Louis. And I know, Father, you had mentioned New York, New Jersey, Illinois. Would you like to comment on some of these other investigations that are going on?
1: Yeah, I think um, we're living, um, we're living um, the late 90s and early 2000s all over again. And um, I would propose that this is because of the malfeasance of bishops. If the bishops would have tackled the abuse problem by priests in a timely fashion, um, the Boston Globe wouldn't have had anything to reveal, and this wouldn't have reverberated around the country and 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 they wouldn't have had to have tackled it the way they did under pressure from civil authorities who were more concerned about holiness among the priests than our bishops sad to say that, that that's the reality of it in that time and here we are again here it's we like are again like yogi bear said deja vu all over the, again right the uh, i mean look i'm a catholic because i believe in bishops and apostolic succession i want to make that clear uh, I'm not talking so frankly about bishops because I don't believe in bishops. I'm here at great cost, personal cost, right. moving from the Episcopal Church to the Catholic Church, uh, because I I need bishops. I want bishops. God has placed bishops in the church. This is this is this is God's plan for keeping the church together, unlike what the Protestants do and fragmenting all over the place. Uh, bishops are primarily. Uh, they have a conservative role they are to conserve the truth they're they're to conserve morality and the bishops were asleep and then they they as we said last time they didn't allow an investigation of their own house of bishops and so God is back to work again whistling to the civil authorities because the bishops would not clean this up themselves. And so I think it's too late. The bishops have to act. It's not too late for them to act, but it's too late to stop the civil authorities. It's one state after another, after another, after another. And um, any priest who has anything to hide, or bishop, anyone who cooperated with McCarrick and closed their eyes to that, anybody who has anything to hide, it's all going to come out in these state investigations. And I hate that because there are people involved in these investigations that want to destroy the church. Many of them have honest motives, but many of them don't. We're seeing that with all this Supreme Court nonsense that's going on, right? Yep. But, but um, this will harm the church tremendously, uh, like cutting off an arm with a saw. It, it will harm the church, but this is God's method to purifying the church when the bishop's didn't step up in time yeah
0: they had their opportunity they have no credibility right now so at some level this is the only thing people would actually believe to have people who unfortunately are antagonistic against the church to conduct this thing because they don't have any credibility and the fact that the you know as you for those in the public sector when you move and promote get promoted to different jobs you have greater responsibility bishops have greater responsibility and unfortunately they ignored it in probably one of the most important areas that they should be watching their flock.
1: One faithful Catholic layperson told me that that our bishops should do what they did in Chile. Everyone should resign. But I'm not for that because we don't punish the righteous in order to to, to deal with the wicked. We have many, many outstanding bishops including um, those here in Denver, Bishop Jorge, Archbishop Aquila, Cardinal Stafford, um, and those who went out from Denver. Um, But the bishops are going to have to do now, quickly, what they did with the Dallas Charter. They're going to have to do that for their own house, but it's too late to stop the state investigations. Yeah, and so, and we were talking off air a
0: little bit, you know, there's there are many more shoes to drop. I mean, for people to think that what's happened this summer is grind is coming to an end, it's probably just the beginning. Would you agree?
1: Ab- this is this is absolutely just the beginning. Here's how I look at it. This, is, um, this has made my reading of Scripture much more um, interesting these days. I think that we are at the place where Israel and Judah were when, the, when, the, when God's people, there was idolatry among God's people, that's for sure, uh, but God's people were betrayed by their leaders, the priests. And so God called in prophets, and he said, if you don't straighten up, the Assyrians are coming in for Israel. The Babylonians are coming in on Judah. And they didn't straighten up, and their leaders weren't serious. And so God used Israel's enemies to discipline them. And sent them away, of course, even from the land. And I think we're in that place. I mean, we have many, many, many faithful, godly Catholics. We know that most are not. Most aren't even going to Mass, right? And we have pockets of, of, of extreme dissent that are promoted by leaders in the church, like this fellow um, Father James Martin, Jesuit, who was allowed to speak at the World Meeting of Families, saying, we need to approve of homosexuality, LBGT, all this stuff. And he he boasted that I'm given a prime spot here because I have approval of the Vatican for what I'm saying. I mean, really? Nobody's going to shout to the housetops about that? So God has just said, I've had enough. I'm calling in even the enemies of the church. And I'm going to force the bishops. I'm going to force the Vatican to deal with this. And we're going to clean up. We've taken care of the priests in the United States. We're going to clean it up in other parts of the world. And we're especially going to clean up starting at the top. That's that's what God's doing now. Well, seems it, to me. it
0: all comes from the top down. I mean, ultimately, when you're the guy in whatever, whether it's the church or business, you're responsible. This is almost like a St. Catherine of Siena moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where where people need to rise up and say, okay, enough. This is not going to be tolerated. And I think you're right. Civil authorities have to be in play. It's unfortunate. And, you know, everybody says it's evil and it is evil. But we allow evil to come in. It's not like we get overtaken by evil. We open the door and then we act like we don't know what happened. So it is extremely frustrating, and we'll have all these investigations going on. They're going to bring up stuff that happened 20,
1: 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, they'll, they'll try to discredit the church by bringing up old cases, and they won't emphasize that as far as the priests, since 2002, you hardly have anything bad going on. Exactly, exactly. And so
0: we'll have to live with the medicine that we're given because
1: we allowed it to happen. But, you know, we will learn— and bishops should tremble about this. We will learn, as we learn with the, uh, the AOG's reports from Western Pennsylvania, culpability of bishops. Many of them will be dead. Some will be alive.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned Father James Martin, who has carte blanche to go speak wherever he wants. Now, faithful places won't allow him, mm-hmm. but the ones that aren't give him a platform, and it's coming from the top. And it just continues to put salt in the wound when we hear this kind of talk, when we're dealing with this kind of problem. I mean, it's almost mind-boggling to think that this could be going on while we're going through this kind of scandal with homosexuality.
1: And could I add this, Deacon Jeff? Yes. That uh, I'm not only a a Catholic because I believe in bishops, Um, I could have gone to the Orthodox Church as a married man. I would have been much more welcome there as a married priest. It's normative there among the Orthodox. They have bishops in apostolic succession who celebrate valid sacraments, but they are not in communion with the Pope. They're in broken, impaired communion with the Pope, and I believe that the Bishop of Rome is the focal point of unity for the Church. I want to go on record as saying that. But we don't have a dictator Pope. We we believe we give respect to the Bishop of Rome, he's chief among the bishops, but— um, Even the pope, if he advances theological positions that are inconsistent with the tradition and scripture of the church, if he goes soft on a moral position, a moral abhorrent activity like homosexuality, um, there should be bishops, every bishop of the smallest diocese even, has the responsibility to call him to account. This is a brotherhood that is supposed to involve mutual accountability, and many of us, I know priests and lay people are wondering what's going on over there in Rome.
0: Well, but I think we saw the kind of the groundwork, right? The uh, the dubia that was presented to him based on his amoris laetitia never got answered. Crickets. And we see the same thing going on again. Why weren't all the bishops signed on to that dubia? Why is it three or four? Where is that public outcry
1: from the bishops? I think that's your point. That's that's my point, and even even more broadly on many other things. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I if if you if you had a disagreement with me or I with you, um, and your intentions were honorable, wouldn't wouldn't we get together and talk about this? And apparently, We'd go have
0: a beer, and by hour, it'd be done. <laughs>
1: And, and apparently Cardinal Burke has never been invited in for, for private conversation, um, although Bono has. Yeah. Bono the rock star has.
0: Well, but I don't think Cardinal Burke sings as well as Bono. <laughs> I, that, may, that may be the Maybe issue. that's the issue. That right? might be the issue. So, you know, we've talked a lot about what's going on, the anger. What can the lay faithful do to channel their anger? We talked about the bishops. What can the lay
1: faithful do? do you know, uh, somebody gave me um, – uh, a uh a piece from father dwight Longnecker. he too is a former anglican yeah
0: i've read his comments by a, the way has yeah. a good
1: blog and he's very straightforward um he gives several things let me just give give these uh to you in machine gun fashion and then uh maybe comment on one or two support your good priests and bishops i mean this is a time where we need to huddle real close to people we trust yep. Criticize the unfaithful shepherds. There is nothing um, wrong with respectfully calling out priests, deacons, your yes. faithful deacon, no. deacons, priests, bishops, um, as long as you do it respectfully with honorable intention. Um, write letters, um, call them up. This is important. Support worthy Catholic causes. You know, I want to say, this is Catholic Charities Radio here, and and, um, we want to reevaluate whom we support with our money, support good causes, support the new evangelization apostolists, support Catholic charity, support your parish as long as your parish is faithful in this uh, and your priest, support the archdiocese. I wouldn't send any money to Rome. I love what Legatus has done. You know, Legatus. This yeah, they, organization, they put it.
0: They're put it in a bank
1: account, right? They're putting collecting it in escrow. Interest. They're yeah. putting it in escrow. Yeah. Um, I would just. I would. One way to get attention. If you are displeased at any level of the church, you get attention by withholding money. That's how you do it. Writing letters, and but often those are ignored. If you, if you. If you do not give money, you get very quick support. The more money you withhold, the more, you, you know, more attention you get. Right. So um, di- if you're displeased, withhold money, but don't withhold it from, from your parish, Catholic charities, the archdiocese, um, because th- these are faithful places that deserve our support.
0: Yeah, I think those are some great examples um, of what people can do, and they should pray about what should they do because they do need to have their message heard, um, and they de- do need to do something. To just fester in anger doesn't do anybody any good.
1: Could, could I also add? You yeah, know, I, I'm angry, and um, I, you know, as, as evangelical Protestants, even before we were Anglican, you know, we didn't cuss, we didn't drink, we didn't dance, um, um, but I just want to cuss. I do. I just want to cuss because I'm angry. And you know what I I tell people now? I would would collapse. I would be overwhelmed if I didn't have a daily holy hour. People should not withdraw from parish life. They should go and have times of private prayer, adoration. They should go to weekly mass at least faithfully. And go to daily Mass as you're able to do that. Talk with your friends. Uh, one of the worst things the devil the devil will, will tempt us to do is withdraw and quit. That's terrible to do that. You must be looking at my questions because that was actually my
0: next question because you do run into people say, you know what, I just want to leave the church. You know, this scandal is the tip of the iceberg. They kind of forget Jesus chose 12 and won uh, betrayed him. So this isn't, we're breaking new ground here, but you're right. You need to double down. You need to increase and improve your prayer life. You need to spend quality time with Jesus. Let him speak to you in adoration. There's no better place to do that.
1: And spend a lot of time in scripture. Yeah, A lot of time in scripture. We get off track when we don't immerse ourselves in God's word, um, because God's word, Corrects all the influence of our culture, that takes us away, gets us to believe crazy things, causes us to make moral compromises. God's word called us it calls us back again and again and again to the truth. So we need God's word. And you want to attend a parish where you've got straightforward preaching. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you I love this that you can drive across parish boundaries to, to find a priest that will talk straight that will celebrate a beautiful Mass. I mean, anywhere you go in the Catholic Church, you're going to get a valid Mass. Right, but But you may not get straight talk that provides you with the spiritual sustenance you need. I say that God's Word in the liturgy of the Word, part of the Mass, opens our hearts to the grace of the Eucharist. And so we should be supporting priests who spend time preparing quality homilies. And then they explain God's Word. And then they... They apply God's word. What does it mean to us today? And then they talk to us straight because God's people, they need to hear that we're on their side. Yeah, well, that's why
0: God sent the prophets, right, in the Old exactly. Testament to hear the truth directly from him. So to run from the Eucharist is exactly the wrong thing to do. You should run to the Eucharist.
1: Could I, could I read uh, from Malachi you may. Um, you know, the, the, the Malachi, it was sent uh, to uh, um, Israel at a time when um, the, the priests were very negligent and corrupt. And, and so he delivers a very straightforward message from God that the day of judgment has come and you need to straighten up right now. And then, um, when, you know, in a time like this when God's judgment is coming upon the church, um, and we're discouraged with our upper-level leaders. Um, it's, the, it's the little lambs that suffer. It's the weak people that suffer, mm-hmm. people that are on the edge. you know. Um, and so Malachi has a message from the Lord uh, here for them. And I love this. I've been reading this over and over and over again. It starts in Malachi 3.14. He's addressing the faithful. You have said, it is vain to serve God. What is the good of our keeping his charge or walking as in mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, before the Lord of hosts? Henceforth, we deem the arrogant blessed. Evildoers not only prosper, but when they put God to the test, they escape. I think many people feel like that. God, where are you? I'm struggling. and. This guy, McCarrick, he rose all the way to the highest pinnacle of the church, and he was an advisor to the pope and an ambassador to China, and he was a child abuser the whole time. And, and, he's, still li- abuser, and he's still living okay, probably. And he's still living a good life. They say, God, where are you? But the prophet says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. Like we're talking here and talking with your listeners, and we commiserate in our, parish, in our parishes and among our friends and family. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord heeded and heard them, and a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and thought on his name. I say to anyone listening here God knows you, and he loves you, and he will carry you through these days when we're often embarrassed to be Catholic. Sometimes it's hard to wear a collar out in public. You wonder what people are thinking. God knows the faithful. And he will reward us, and we will be his. It says that then, once more you shall distinguish between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. I say it again. Anybody who's made moral compromises from the top in Rome all the way down, Needs to confess it right now mm-hmm. because God is going to do a thorough, thorough top to bottom cleansing of the church, and any secret, dramatic sins are going to be exposed. This one more thing. Yeah. Go, it goes into chapter four. For behold, the day comes, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble. The day, will, the, day, the day that comes shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the Son of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go forth leaping like calves from the stall. The picture is calves that have been in the barn all winter. You let them out, they're jumping and dancing. They're so happy to be outside. And the day will come, we don't know how long it'll take when the righteous will be rejoicing that people respect the Catholic Church because we have taken the bull by the horns, the bishops have, with government pressure to cleanse the church. People say, you were all messed up and we never trusted you. We can trust you now. Right.
0: And so your point about reading scripture, all this stuff has happened over and over and over again. And we continue to uh, repeat history. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, people reading Psalm 139 will realize the Lord sees everything. We don't need to worry that he's not aware of what's going on. Even the dark is as light as the day, right? And so I think there is a comfort and there's a huge comfort in Scripture to realize Malachi, Daniel, all these prophets have lived through worse, right? We haven't been exiled yet, right? They, they were, and so ask for their prayers, right, That's to help right. us strengthen our faith. But the prophets, their words are in the Bible. That's right. So you have to read so, it. So read it. It's inspired. It's inspired. The Holy Spirit kind of had his hand in that. Um, but it is, I think, those whose faith is not strong will be the first to kind of to leave, and it's exactly nice the saying. wrong thing to do. That's Right.
1: Uh, embrace the cross deacon jeff could i add uh, before we finish some some sources of information that have been helpful for me no that'd be great um because we do have unfaithful media that represent i've heard that yeah i've heard that yeah um ewtn is very good i've i uh you know often lynn will uh lynn i'll get in lynn's car and she'll have catholic radio on and, and, and pardon me, but sometimes I'll say, I get so much Catholic stuff I can't take anymore. <laughs> and so I don't listen to Catholic media that much. But EWTN, I, I started listening to World Over with Raymond Arroyo. Does a good he job. He always has great guests on, from Cardinal Burke to, to the head of the last commission, Ann Burke, to Robert Bennett, to Father Gerald Murray, Robert Royal. Uh, the National Catholic Register is good. There's a source that very few Americans go to, but I find it to be superb. It's the first source I go to now, the Catholic Herald UK. If you Google Catholic Herald UK, mm-hmm. they have a, a, a great little website. Every weekday they put up something called Catholic Must Reads, where they le- take you to other you know websites. I find it very faithful and very good. Um, I catch things, I don't subscribe to these, but I I catch things like on the National Review. Right. They George Weigel writes for them. Yeah. He had something interesting about China just today on there. I do subscribe to First Things, a kind of intellectual Catholic journal. They, they have some very, very, very good, good, good. good articles. And they have I've a good website, they, yes, too, they do. Catholic News Service. Um, we won't even um, promote those who are unfaithful, but definitely there are some to avoid. And there's one that has a very similar name to the National Catholic I, Register. I, I, knew, I knew you were As going I avoid there. avoid that at all costs. Register, <laughs> register, register. Yeah, National that's Catholic it, register. It is the
0: key word. And, and look, there's a lot of information people putting their spin out there. So for people to know where to go to get the facts. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing is, don't spend your whole time looking for this stuff. It can consume you. It
1: can consume you. I should mention the 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 (laughs) the Denver Catholic too, shouldn't I? Don't yeah. Well, that's
0: yeah. You you can do that. (laughs) Um, But I mean, if you're if you're talking for things that are you know real time, I think that's that's what you're talking about because you're going to have people say to you, "Hey, I heard this or I heard that." So you do have to be informed. You just can't say, "Well, I I don't know." That's the last thing people want to hear. And definitely
1: tell people these things you read about are abhorrent to our Catholic faith. We were betrayed by priests and bishops. Most of our priests are amazing. Most of our deacons, priests, and bishops are amazing. You're reading about men who betrayed us.
0: Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, some people tend to go, well, this is a problem here, there, and every place else. All it sounds like is you're making excuses I think what you just said, address it head on and just say this is important and it has to be dealt with and it should not be tolerated don't go into well it's in the school systems, it's in this I, I Protestant church.
1: That's true, it's it's really worse in the schools and they have it in the Protestant churches but it's not really helpful isn't it because no. we are to be the representative of holiness and goodness.
0: Well that and, and people don't want to hear that because it sounds like you're making an excuse that well you're less evil so you're okay yeah. and uh, yeah I just think You know, I appreciate you coming down to take the time to talk about this because people really did do need to hear about, all right, what's happened? It's not over. And then what can we do about it? I mean, those are really the three things that people need to grasp.
1: And pray, pray, pray. I mean, just really pray. Pray for our bishops that they would have courage. They need courage, even the good ones. Just they need courage is what they need. Courage to do what needs to be done. Pray that the evil ones and those who enabled the evil ones would be would be purged out. Um, pray that the devil will not gain an advantage over us.
0: No, and the other thing is if you hear a strong homily and you, he, you have pastors that are doing this, thank them. Absolutely. They need to hear that because they hear too much on the other side uh, from the people who – don't think this is as big of a problem as it really is, or they're okay with it. And our voices need to be heard. Silence breeds consent as St. Thomas More said, and unfortunately our si- the silence in our church is deafening right now.